Hello and welcome to the Be Unapologetically You radio podcast. My name is Kelsey Davidson and I am your host. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal development, health and wellness, and of course, fitness. And how you can do all of those things, create a lifestyle that works for you and nobody else. Because nobody else was made like you. So why would you do it the same way as somebody else? Well, unless it works. So thank you for joining us today and let's get started into the episode. Hi, Casey. Welcome to Be Unapologetically You Radio. I'm so stoked to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, Kelsey. Thank you for, for reaching out. I'm so happy to be here. I really am. Absolutely. So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. So my name is Casey Marion. I go by Case or Candidly Case on all my social media platforms. And my day job, well, right now, night job, because... It's a shift worker situation. Um, I'm a deputy sheriff and um, my business that I'm growing currently is as a macro nutrition coach and soon to be certified nutritionist. So that's where we are. That's awesome. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about how you got into your day job and what made you decide to pursue your side hustle as well that you want to become your full-time hustle? Okay. So, um, I started out with a passion for healthcare and I was like, I'm going to be a nurse or a physician assistant, one of those two. And so I got into the field and I got off and running and then life happens and I went through a divorce and all these things. And I said, okay, now I have to do it for myself. So I just stayed with a lower level medical position. I was just doing medical assisting for years and years. And then I started to grow with the company that I was with. And then I had an opportunity to manage a back office. And then I met a chiropractor and he said, I want you to come and manage my office. And so I did. And we had a really good run. But being that he was a holistic provider, he didn't have any benefits or anything like that that he could offer. And as you start to get older, you start to think more about, you know, retirement and pension and healthcare and benefits and all those things. And I said, hmm, I got to make a decision so that I can cover myself in the future. And I was seeing a bunch of women, badass women that would come into my clinic when I worked in my other establishment. And they always looked so strong and so like in control. And I was like, ooh, now if I weren't doing this, I'd be doing that. They'd come in, they'd put their gun up, bam, and lock it away. I was like, oh, so... Um, it intrigued me. So I applied with the sheriff's department and a few six months later, there I was doing that. And um, that's what I've been doing for the last 14 years. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I bet there's so many misconceptions about uh, law enforcement and some of the things as well. And I bet there's probably some truths as well. Is there anything you'd like to like share or highlight on? Um, well, what I will say is that there are good and bad people of every race, of every walk of life, of every background, in every field you can imagine. And um, you can't always judge a book by its cover. And you cannot judge a person or a career or a decision unless you yourself are in that position. So I will say that. I think that's a very, very classy way to answer that question. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Yeah, I think it's important just because these are hard hitting issues with everything we have going on. And I think it's, I don't know what the word I would pick, but like almost like negligent to not bring up the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. and to not talk about those things. Because if we can't have conversations about them, we're not going to be able to get to where we want to go if we, if we can't talk about it. Yeah, there's always a conversation um, that should be had. And this is a conversation. All of this that's going on is a conversation that should have been had centuries ago. Absolutely. <laughs> you keep you shove enough stuff under the rug. Well, pretty soon. Uh, yeah, things things just come to a head. Yeah. That's, that's where we are now. We're at a, a, a head. We're at a crossroads. So we'll mm-hmm. see how things uh, play out. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think that the fact that we have a mountain now underneath the rug has made it very visible. 
which also means that we have to start pulling things out from underneath the rug. And I know that's a, it's a hard process, but you know, I think a lot of the world wants things to get better. And so I think it will get better for sure. For sure. I believe that. Absolutely. Well, let's shift gears just a little bit. So before we hopped on uh, the podcast, we were talking a little bit about your background and how you, how you grew up and that you were active. Can you talk about how that translated into your side hustle now and what got you into pursue that and how health has impacted your life? Oh, for years and years, I did um, sports throughout all of my school years. I did sports. I did sports in college as well, primarily track, loved track and field. Can't stand running now because (laughs) knees, but (laughs) me too. I, yeah, I will do it occasionally, but um, so yeah, that's what it that's what it was. I was always in shape. I was always very very um, lean, um, and I just and I enjoyed it. I mean, I was again, I was running for for sport, but I also ran because I I enjoyed it. And um, but as you get older, you know, things start to to change, and you know, you start to um, the metabolism slows down and we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit later, but you just, you're, you have less energy and it's not that you have, it's not just that you have less energy, it's that you have more obligations that required you to require you to expend more energy there. And so even if you're not physically tired, you're often just depleted from all of the mental things that you have going on and you don't want to exert any additional effort on, you know, working out and you definitely don't want to think about what you're eating. You just want to eat. And so me having been an athlete and having, you know, there is a certain physique that comes with that if you're really serious about, you know, your, your craft and what you're doing. And when you kind of veer off from, from that and the body starts to change, um, it affects you. It affects the way that you see yourself and um, it should motivate you to, to want to, you know, do better and hold on to that for as much as or for as long as you can, actually. And it's not just the out, outward appearance. There's something, you know, on the inside that that drives you to know that, hey, I take care of it so that the outside can reflect how I feel on the inside. Um, and so that was me. I would see, you know, my family, I come from a family of women. My mother had no boys and I have four sisters. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so, but I was the only athlete. I was the only one that did any sports. I, you know, it was just, it was just me. So I, for the longest, I was my dad's, uh, son and, um, my mother had a lot of health issues not so much. My dad, not so much. He was very, uh, and still is very active and takes care of his health in that way. But, you know, aunts, uncles, you know, everybody was just kind of not doing, making healthy choices and, I was, I told myself early in life, I, that's not something that I wanted for myself. I know that health is wealth. And now that I have my own children, I want to be able to run and play with them. And as when they get older, I want them taking me to the gym and I want people seeing me in the gym, like that's your mom. (laughs) I want to embarrass them for life. So (laughs) exactly. Yeah. That, and that is what continues to fuel me just to be healthy and strong and be able to take care of my boys and be active as active as I can with them and for them for as long as I can. So have you had like, uh, like lulls in your journey where you've had some good highs and some lows and how have you kind of worked through that piece? Because I know I sure have, but I think a lot more people do. We just don't talk about them. No, we don't talk about them. Yeah. After having my first son, um, there was a huge change. And I know that, you know, mom's we probably, you know, get it the worst. And it's the worst because we're doing such an amazing thing, right? And everybody, everybody doesn't have, isn't blessed to have that experience, to to have children or bring children into the world. And it's definitely a blessing for sure. But it wreaks havoc on your body. It does a number on your body. And everybody doesn't recover the same. Everybody doesn't recover, you know, as quickly. And after my first child, I was fortunate enough to be able to, you know, kind of snap back as, as people call it. And, you know, for the most part, get my body back within um, 
five to 10 pounds of my pre-pregnancy weight. And I was active and I was, I felt like I was back to my old me, my old self, or, you know, even a better self because the new me had, you know, I was a superhero because I had given life. Well, a short two plus years later, I was pregnant again. And I didn't anticipate getting pregnant a second time, uh, not that quickly. And after having my second son is when things kind of really took a turn. Um, I, he was a larger baby, almost nine pounds. And I was almost 200 pounds when I delivered him. And um, I stayed up there at that weight for quite a while. And I was doing all the things and the weight was not going. I, I just, I was doing everything that I had been doing. And so then I went to an extreme and I was like, okay, well, I'm just not gonna eat. <laughs> and I'm just not, you know, I, all of the unhealthy things. If there was a fad diet that came about that said it would get me um, back to, my, to a weight that I felt I would look good, I was all about it. I would spend my money, I would not eat, I would drink the shake, whatever it was, I would take the pill. I was doing all the things that were terrible for me, uh, both physically and mentally, but I didn't care about that. I just wanted my body back. And um, it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm desperate at this point. And uh, I came across Eve Guzman, who, who you're definitely familiar with. Um, and she had helped another um, YouTuber that I was that I was watching at the time that was having a, the same or similar issue as I was. And she had done Eve um, Guzman's program, um, Macro, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the name of the program right now. But uh, I, I'll put it in the description yeah. for sure. But I have Eve's podcast link in the description for, for those that are like, who is Eve? You will... You will see Eve, you will know why Eve's impacted both of our lives. Exactly. Um, and if I, when I think of the name of it, if, if you don't put it in Kelsey, but I'm, it's going to irk me now that I can't think of it. But it was a macro nutrition uh, group training program that she does. And um, it changed my life. And as I'm going to, to the PayPal link to give Eve my money, I'm like, this is not going to work. This is going to be too much work. I'm not going to be, but whatever. I was, like I said, if it said that it would have help me I would just buy it but I had so many things before that I was convinced that this was something else that I was would be wasting my money on that wouldn't work um, and from that program I learned how to calculate and track my macros and prepare food and eat foods that were going to um, help my body change in a positive way that I would want it to and not have to restrict the foods that I loved to eat. And that is what we call a game changer. <laughs> and, um, it, and it changed the game for me and it helped me to shed the weight and any movement on the scale at that point, I was like, holy, is this happening right now? And the scale just kind of continued to go down and down and down. And, and I was so grateful for that. I mean, and not just you, in addition to that, I had an awesome, um, personal trainer too, a physical trainer as well named Aaron. And he taught me um, the benefits of straight up strength training. Whereas before I was doing a lot of cardio strength training, again, also major key game changer. So those two things combined that Eve Guzman program and that trainer that taught me about, you know, strict strength training and progressive overload and all the things helped to change my life and um, motivated me to want to help people do the same. Gotcha. Can you share with the audience what all the things you were trying that you tried before you really started to implement counting macros and the program is called macro makeover now. Yeah. Um, so, but it's, it'll be linked in the, in the, in the description for y'all, but, um, but can you talk about all the things you were doing wrong? Um, and then can you talk, let's, let's kind of dive into all the things that you're, that you learned that that would do you right. <laughs> do we have time to talk about all the things I was doing wrong? Okay, I'll limit you to five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I was doing wrong was I was not eating. I was not eating enough food for my body and for what I wanted my body to do. I wasn't eating enough food for the results that I was seeking. Um, I thought that I could 
fast my way to it. I thought that I could basically just, you know, starve my, my way there. I, I did, um, what do you, uh, South beach. I did no carb. I did low carb. I did paleo. I did, I'm not a big dairy person anyway. So the paleo wasn't terrible, but the, the, the carb restriction, I was tired. I was cranky. I was all of those things, not to mention I was still a, a mom that was n- nursing. Uh, yeah, nursing and restricting don't go hand in hand. Not even close, man. Cause you have to eat like between like two and 500 more calories a day to sustain that milk supply. And that's a ballpark. And I don't even think that's, that's the right amount even. Yeah. It's about an additional 500 calories. Right. But so imagine how conflicted, you know, I've got to feed my baby, but I don't want to eat because I am tired of being bad. I, I don't want to have this weight on. I, I want to simultaneously keep my baby healthy and strong um, while I'm trying to starve myself thin. So, I mean, and I was doing a lot of cardio. I was like, okay, let me just run. I can run. I can run. Um, and not to say that running is a terrible thing because running is a great form of, of cardiovascular exercise and it's, and it, and it does have its benefits, but it's, it's not the main, well, I was running a lot <laughs> and I wasn't getting any results. I was getting injured. My knees were hurting more, my quads, my hams, just all sorts of things. And then I would be tired of not eating. And then I would eat whole sleeves of graham crackers and all the chips and all of the things that I said I couldn't have are the things that I wanted because I was restricting them so terribly. Um, so yeah, I wasn't lifting um, any weights really. No, wasn't doing that. That wasn't that wasn't on the radar. No, and I definitely wasn't eating. You know, I wasn't eating any nutrient nutritiously dense food. Nothing nutrient dense because graham crackers are okay if you eat one or two, but a whole sleeve. Well, <laughs> that's that's another that's another topic we need to have for sure, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, there was a number of things that I was doing wrong, and I did a, a lot of. A, of different, um, uh, different diets. I took the pills. I took, what do you call it? Slim fast. Uh, oh gosh. Thing. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and even sitting here talking about it takes me back there to all those emotions that I experienced when I was doing it. And it was, it was, and I did it. I did I, even those things I did in, in secret. Weight Watchers and in, in private. I didn't want. I didn't want anybody to know that I was having this struggle, and that makes it even more challenging to get the help that you that you need. Absolutely, and you can hear it in your voice. But how has your mindset changed from those previously? We're just going to go with adventures. <laughs> we're going to go with here. How has your mindset changed from those adventures that were unsuccessful to the current adventure you're on and having success and achieved your, your goal? How did your mindset change as you started to figure out the right things to do in order to get to where you wanted to go? The thing of it is it would be the easy thing to say would say, Oh, I love myself now enough to, to, to know better and to do better and, and this and that. Well, that, that wouldn't be true, you know, for me because I loved myself then I loved myself. I, I, I was grateful for the body that I had and for the miracles that it had performed. Um, I just didn't know better. So the mindset change for me was, okay, this is not working. And you have come too far, you have done too much, and you still have so much more to do. You have two little monsters that are depending on you. You have to figure it out because if you're not able to take care of yourself and get this together, you're not going to be able to be your best for them. And so that was the shift for me. It's like, okay, stop sitting here doing the same thing because that's insanity that's not working for you so i really had to have that honest conversation with myself and say you know what this isn't it this isn't this isn't working you need to get you need to get help i just had to tell myself i have to get and some people don't have that internal um i don't i don't know what you even would call it that that gauge where it's just like okay enough is enough um are, are they i think they that we do have it or they do have it but they don't maybe they don't listen to it 
you got to listen because your body, that conscience, that voice, it deserves a listening ear. It really does. Intuition. Correct. Yes. And especially my other listeners here, whether you're female or male, you all have this. It's You have this gut feeling. Your gut is tied to your brain. It's meant to keep you alive. It also is meant to put you on the path that you know is successful when you've told yourself so many lies and you can't figure out what's the truth and what's not. So listen to your gut and just start taking small steps in that direction. You will get where you want to go. And I hope you caught everything she just said. She said she had to take care of herself first before she was able to take care of those that she loved, not the reverse herself first. And that's, that's the key there. Because if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anybody else that you love because you're going to be too busy taking care of yourself. Right. And I tell my clients the same thing because they're like, Oh, I'm so busy. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I'm like, but what about you? What about you? I know so many people and clients and just, and people that, that I meet or that DM me, even family members that would pretty much jump out in front of a bullet for someone else, but won't <laughs> change a small thing about their diet or, or the amount of movement that they get in a day to help increase their lifespan. It's crazy to me, but it is a mindset. It is a decision that you have to make that says, you know what, I, okay, I want to be my best self for these people, but I got to start with being the best me for me first, because the better I am for myself, the better I can be for these people that I love. Absolutely. I think the one thing that really was pivotal for me, I wonder if you've had the same experience was when I started keeping the promises I made to myself and I made sure that those promises I made, I kept things started to move in the right direction for me at that point, because I didn't say, you know, I'm going to go for a walk and then not do it. I'm, I made sure that I made, if I made promises to myself, one, they were ones I could actually do not. I'm not going to eat a thing. I'm sorry. Your body's going to overrule that. My friends, we got to stay in this realm of realistic. If you're not there, please go see a therapist or counselor. They're there to help you. Um, but like when I started keeping the promises to myself, things started to move in the right direction. And that was key. You have to see yourself. Yeah. And I harp on that as well. Bet on yourself, believe in yourself, trust in yourself, have faith in yourself. I get real hood too. I'm like, keep it a thousand with yourself. Keep it. I I mean, I'm not going to curse on your podcast, Kels, but please do. I have an E for a reason on there. So it's okay. Go for it. I mean, I tell them, I'm like, bitch, if you don't keep it real with yourself, how in the hell are you going to keep it real with somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand how, it's, and, it, and it irks me and I get so passionate about it because I have these conversations and it's just like, no, you, it, you have to keep it real with yourself. You can fool some of the people some of the time and however the saying goes, but you damn sure know you can't fool yourself. Like quit playing with yourself. You deserve yeah. so much more than that. Exactly. And that's the key is to believe that you deserve more and that you're allowed to be okay. You're allowed to be grateful for where you are and want more at the same time. Those are not mutually exclusive states. Right. And it's the same with your body. You can love your body. You can love your body and still want to improve it. You can love your body and still want to lose weight or gain weight or have bigger boobs or a bigger butt. That's not that you don't like or love your body. It's like, I love my body enough to make it a 10 and a half from the 10 that it already is or whatever the case may be. But I believe that that is body positivity and self love as well. I agree. And I think we have to figure out, we have to remember that healthy looks different from person to person too, because you can be, I'm having quotation hands um, on the other side of the headphones, skinny, and still be incredibly unhealthy. I mean, there's these things that you can't see on the surface, like hypertension, high blood pressure, um, heart attacks. I mean, we're having more heart attacks in young people now than we are in the older people. Absolutely. And most of it has to do with their stress. And so yeah. they're, they're forgetting that health does not is not always physical. There's like physically visible. It can be internal physical, but it can also be internal mental. And that starts to compound on itself. 
Absolutely. And I think everybody, when you talk about, that's just it. When you talk about health and fitness, people immediately think that you're talking about the aesthetic of it all. And no, what I try to uh, get across is if you start taking care of yourself from the inside, the aesthetic will change. The outside will follow, right? So when you're taking care of your mind and you're having that mind change and you're like, you know what? I'm going to do this because this is going to get me here. Whatever the case may be, you start eating better. You start getting more rest. You start not holding on to those little negative things that are just going to cause you more problems later on. When you start letting go of the things that you can't control and start focusing on your little square and your little bubble and the things and the changes that you can affect, that is going to start showing up on the outside and the choices that you make. And this, the aesthetic will follow, the outside will follow, but people don't, we all want the quick fix. And we were, and it was like, we were talking about before we started, we, we've all been there where we want it right now. We don't want to wait. This is a, it's a microwave society, I call it. We just want it 30 seconds later, here we go. And that's just not realistic. Absolutely. And you have to consider that if the, if you can get it overnight, how quickly can you lose it? Even at the same time, because you won't have the skills to maintain it. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. And this is not genetic. This is not a gift that people have. This is a skill set and a habit set that people create to support these habits and this behavior. So don't feel like you are not entitled to it. You are, but you have to build the skills in order to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key right there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What, what were some of those habits that you implemented when you started, when you started to take that, la- that last chance on yourself and you went through macro makeover that you're like, Oh, if I just would have done this, things would have made more sense. Or now that you've learned them, it's like, okay, if these are like the first, like three things somebody should do. So you mentioned strength training, which we all know I am like the queen of strength training. Like that's my favorite thing. I have a master's degree in it, man. Like we, we can go ham on strength training, but let's talk about some of the other things that you may have looked at and you're like, oh, if this is something that somebody can take away from this podcast, like what would you su- suggest for them to start implementing? Okay, so yes, for sure, strength training. Number two would be knowing how much you're eating. So I would suggest whether that be with a food tracker program, um, you know, there's tons of them out there. I use MyFitnessPal. I think a lot of people do, but there are others. MyFitnessPal is not the only one. Um, so that you know how much you're eating, I would say to, to do that for at least three days, three to seven to get um, a average, an average of how much you're eating, how many calories you're eating a day or a week, whatever the case may be. And I would say start making every effort to walk move more, right? So once you know how much you're eating, you can kind of understand whether or not, damn, that's all I ate or damn, I, I ate all that. And you can have an, a picture in your mind of what and how much you're putting into your body. Because I don't think people really pay any attention to that. And I'll give you an example those of us that eat a lot of fast food will go to McDonald's and we'll get a whole number, whatever, eight, nine, 10, whatever the number ranges that they have and eat the whole thing and drink the soda. And don't realize that that is well over 1200 calories. And that was just lunch or breakfast or whatever time of the day you want to have it. And then you'll have a big old dinner as well. And then you can't understand why the scale is going up or why you need a bigger size pants because you only ate two times that day, but what did you eat? And I think that nobody wants to pay attention to that because that, if we going back to rugs (laughs) and elephants in the room, that is huge. You, if you don't know how much you're eating, you don't know if you need to eat more or start eating less. So I would definitely say start there and then stop sitting around. Netflix and chill has got us all mixed up. You need to get your ass up. <laughs> you can watch Netflix on your phone while you're walking. Just be sure to look both ways and stop at the lights. 
You, there's so much just sitting around. We sit so much. And I mean, granted, this global pandemic hasn't helped at all. But what I did notice at the beginning was so many people in my neighborhood I'd never seen were outside walking and just getting fresh air and movement get back to that. You, every, you don't have to start lifting weights right out of the gate. You don't have to start sprinting down the street right after the gate or doing rope climbs or pull-ups or whatever. Just start moving. Just start moving. And then you'll get to the, to the strength training. So maybe we should go, to, one, know how much you're eating, yeah. two, start walking, and then you can get to the strength training port. Yeah. Port. You know, we can put all kind of half numbers in there. There's a lot of other things, you know, that, yeah. but those three are, are, would be major, major key. Don't, I didn't say go start running and doing all this cardio. I legit said walk mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the strength training portion of it. Absolutely. I think we really underestimate the value of simple movement and just getting up and getting out of a stationary position can do for the body. The only thing I would add would be to sleep. Oh, because yeah. if you're not sleeping, you're not letting your body detox the stress out. If that's uh, detox is not the word I want to use. Dissipate the stress. There we go. Dissipate the stress from your body because your body, when your body sleeps, that's in its recovery state. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, if you're, you could be sitting on the couch and still be exhausted the next day because you didn't prioritize your sleep because you're only sleeping four hours or mm-hmm. six hours. I'm sorry for those of you who think I'm the 1% that only needs four hours of sleep. You are not. You You need, you would be shocked if you actually focused on getting more than six hours, six to eight hours, preferably seven to nine is more ideal for 99.9% of the population. Cause you don't know what your body feels like rested. You think you're running good right now. I'm mad. You can't even imagine how good you would feel when you're feeling your body, you're Mm -hmm. sleeping and you're moving you will have so many less aches and pains just from that. I had several clients that came back to me after we got everything settled from the early part of the pandemic, we were able to start scheduling zooms and stuff. And they just were in physical pain from not moving, just not moving. And then we started moving and oh my God, their whole, everything changed. Yes. Just to factors to move. I mean, we're not sitting over there doing CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people are in their sixties and seventies. So the fact that these people that are in a lot of people's mind are beyond help, excuse me, no, moving is beneficial at any age, including my twenties and thirties and moms and dads and grandparents or singles, whatever, just moving and walking and prioritizing that will change your life and sleeping. Yeah. And you, if you could have seen the hair flick here, the hair flick was so perfect. Like the, yes, yes. that was so, so <laughs> yes, absolutely. So just do not underestimate the simple things, man. Do not underestimate the simple things. Told me, when he told me that I didn't have to do all that cardio when not, he was like, oh yeah, just do about 20 minutes on, at the end of a workout. Or I was like, wait, hold up. I do how much? <laughs> that's, that's it. Bet that I can do. And that I can do. And it took all of the pressure off. Don't get, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I would never knock anybody that loves their cardio. Do you, sis? Do what makes you happy. If you're moving, I'm, I'm happy for you. But I'm telling you, if you want to reshape, recomposition your body, if you want m- muscle tone, like you say, I just want to tone up. Okay, well, I'll let Kelsey tell you what that really means. But whatever. You got to lift some weights. You got to pick them up and put them down. And that's just the end of it. And the older you get, the more you need to be lifting, the more strength training you need, the more movement you need. And I am 40 years old now. And I don't want life alert. I don't, if I fall down as I get older, I want to be able to pick myself up. I follow 70 year olds that are kicking ass. And that is what I want for myself. I don't want to need medication. I don't want to need a walker or a wheelchair or any of those things. I want to be able to do push-ups when I'm 70 mm-hmm. and beyond. Yeah, and my body is losing muscle. Like, uh, no, I want to look good. I want to look good in my clothes. I don't want to be punched over. And I'm, I, it's not, it's, and it's not a vanity thing. It really isn't. I feel like I'm doing my family 
uh, a disservice if they get to the point where now I'm a burden and they have to take care of me because mom decided to not take care of herself when she, when she very well could have. Absolutely. Cause those compound on it itself too. And I, there's always this question we get with women and some men too, like, well, if I lift, I'll get bulky. And I, my friends, if you could get bulky that quick, your girl would have the most massive delts and biceps ever to equalize this shape out because it just does not happen overnight. That pump you see in your muscles goes away. I promise it's just blood flow there. But here's the thing is you can build it. If you get quote unquote too bulky in an area, lift it less frequently and use the, uh, lift the other areas that you want and you can avoid that. And like she said, to tone up, you have to have muscle muscle is actually what creates that shape and gives you that definition. Well, in order to do muscle, you have to do some activity that causes the muscle to actually need to add shape to it. So heavy lifting is the best way to do it. The other thing I would really have you consider, because I know a lot of people don't enjoy exercise, especially my women, we have a high risk of osteoporosis and osteopenia as we get older. And weight training has been proven time and time and time again to put stress on the bones in order for them to be denser. So why not do those things so that way you can reduce your risk as you get older? Cause like she said, you're losing muscle mass every year, just, just being breathing. That's just part of aging, but you can do things to age in reverse over time, like lifting weights, fueling your body, sleeping, managing your stress. I mean, those simple things, those four things right there could change your entire life. Your entire life. Change your entire life. And if we go back to eating enough or how much you're eating, the if you want these things, you gotta eat, you gotta eat more. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta be able to fuel those workouts, right? Yeah. You gotta give your body the protein, adequate protein to build those muscles, to strengthen those muscles that you have or that you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. You're not getting no big butt sis if you're not eating. <laughs> yeah. And that's on period. Like you have to eat in order to see the muscle gain and get the benefit of it. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that you're able to eat food. And if you get into the macronutrition portion of it, not only are you able to eat food, you're able to eat food that you enjoy because you know exactly what you're giving your body. Breaking down those proteins and fat and you're putting them into a caloric intake where you're going for it. You're eating 1,600, 1,700, 1,800. Some people even 1,900 calories and are still losing fat and changing the shape of their body. This is not a star ball. I'm so grateful for macronutrition because your girl was starving and mm-hmm. I was still fat. <laughs> yeah, and I think we forget that. We see this 1,200 calorie thing all the time, but here's my thing. A four-year-old eats 1,200 calories. Four years old. If you are anything above that, I will die on this hill. I will <laughs> die on this hill. For anything, if you're not competing in bodybuilding, mm-hmm. you need to be eating more than 1,200 calories a day. Absolutely. I don't care if you want to lose weight, whatever the case may be, you have got to use more because your body is starving and we have got to get over the fact that, well, if I eat less, I'm going to lose weight. I'm sorry. If your body thinks it's starving and it's never going to be fed, you ain't going to lose an ounce of fat. Every time you overeat and binge, not the medical one, but you overeat and binge, your body's going to pack it in because it doesn't know when its next meal is. When if you just prioritize your nutrition, which means eating dense foods, which is your fruits and vegetables, eat the rainbow, folks. Mm -hmm. Eat the rainbow. If you can't get the rainbow, get a supplement to help you out there. I mean, there's a way to make it happen. And then find a schedule that works for you to eat so your body knows, okay, I can expect a meal about this time. You know, that's why we they introduced meals and lunch breaks was because they realized people were falling off at the workforce even before they prioritized people Uh, they needed their employees to keep working here. So like that, (laughs) that greed is actually serves you at this point. Um, So like, come on, come on y'all prioritize yourself. Yes. You're prioritize yourself, make yourself a priority. It's so important. I don't know when we got away away from from that. I don't know when we got away from it. And as women, like who told us, and, I, and I'm just talking to my women here, who told us that it's not okay 
for us to prioritize ourselves? Or is this something that we've, that we've implemented on ourselves, that we have to be sheroes to, to everybody else around us and put ourselves on the back burner? Mm-hmm. I don't care about, um, you know, having on the nicest, flyest, you know, gear and all of that stuff. I told my husband, you don't got to buy me all that, those bags and all of those things. He knows that the way to my heart is to show up with a meal that is packed with protein or some new workout equipment for your girl. Okay. <laughs> so when our, val- our Valentine's day and anniversaries come and he has put up a squat rack in the garage for me, it's someone for the night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> And he knows he's like, Ooh, there's some 40 pound dumbbells. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, exactly. And, and he knows that when I am feeling my best self, that I can be the best wife to him and the best mom to our kids. He knows if I'm not rested, he knows if I'm not getting like a workout in and he knows it's important to me. So it's important to him. So when he calls and he does his check-ins on me, he's like, Hey, did you get a workout in? How'd sleep? You know, because these are the things that make me feel good. And I think that these are things that can make us all feel good. Who doesn't want a little more sleep? Who doesn't want to feel good within their body and that, and have that internal feeling translate to the outside. And you're feeling sexy AF for your man or feeling energetic to run and chase after your kids or homeschool them because that's the thing. That's yes. a whole other podcast, yes. but who doesn't, who doesn't want that, that extra, you don't need a pill to give you that extra energy. You don't need the, you don't need the coffee to give you that energy. We, we like our coffee. We like, you know, we do what we do, but it's not, it's not the main thing. Cause if you're super tired, even the coffee's not going to wake you up. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a combination of those things. It's got to, you got to have the movement and the nutrition combined because that's what will truly get what you want. And here's the thing. And I, and I would like for you to speak on this too, is that sometimes you have to be the leader mm-hmm. and then the others will follow. You cannot expect to them to get on this train with you at times. Sometimes you have to be the train and wait for the caboose to catch up yeah. and you cannot expect for them to get on the hill with you at that point. And so what would you say to those that are like, okay, I'm working on it, but I'm struggling because I have like all these, um, challenges or barriers or snacky foods in my house what would you say to those people that are struggling with that like if they're having their family or something struggle (laughs) I would say hi have you met me because I have the same you know thing but I would say start small change one change one thing incorporate one healthy food incorporate one healthy meal you know, and, and you're right. Start with you, start with you. If you're, when my boys see me eating vegetables and salad, they're, they're inquisitive. So they're like, well, huh, well, what's that? Or, or treat the healthy food, like it's junk food, hide it and say, Ooh, you you can't have this. And I guarantee you they'll want it because they want whatever you have. I can't have anything. You know, when they see the, the things that I eat coming, they want to know, but you have to start with you and start small. I would never tell anybody like off the bat, unless it's like a serious like challenge or something like that. Hey, give it all that, that junk in your cabinet, you know, don't eat it. Don't keep it in the house, not out the gate, because the second you walk into the checkout line, you know, you're going to buy that. You're going to put that in and you're going to overdo it but you make baby steps, you make small changes and those small changes will, will equal out to big results. Now, if we've been going after it for a while and you've been my client for a little bit, and now I'm gonna tell you, get rid of that shit because if you're still doing the same thing, but you got to strengthen that discipline muscle, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens with time. So I would say make small changes. Like I said, incorporate one healthy food, incorporate one healthy meal, get one extra hour of sleep, get extra 30 minutes of sleep, increase your steps by a thousand and then increase them by 2000 and, and so on and so forth. You start small, you start developing that discipline and doing it for yourself. And the, your family will follow. They'll be paying attention. They'll, they're paying attention. They're watching you. You, are, you have to be the example. You have to be. Yeah, it's, it's and they'll come. 
and the their belief will lead their belief for sure. So we're getting toward the end of the podcast, but I wanted to give you the opportunity. Is there anything you want to make sure that you share with the audience today um, before we get into the speed round? The speed round. Yes, the speed round. <laughs> yeah, you got me with the speed round. Um, no, I just, no, nothing, nothing crazy, but you can reach me. Can I give that? Yes, that's going to, we, we're going to cover that toward the end, but yes, oh, go ahead. Well, then yes. we'll, wait, we'll wait to the end. But what I will say is um, I just want to reiterate the, the three things that, that we talked about. And I'm actually going to tack another one on as well. So we want to prioritize um, knowing how much we're eating, right? We want to get that down because that's important. And then we want to start moving more. We want to start doing the sleep training or, or not sleep training, strength training. We want to know how much, and we want to get more sleep, right? Because the sleep is going to help us with recovery and helping to ease up on some of that stress and those things and letting the small things go. Get your water in too. And that would be it. That would be like the perfect place to start, the perfect recipe. So if you were inquiring and listening to this podcast, just for some tips on what you can start doing now to get yourself started on the right track to a better health and fitness, to the better you, start with those four things. Absolutely. And just pick one and then add one as you, as you get one implemented. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Are you ready for the speed round? No, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. I promise. What is your favorite type of music? R&B. Ooh, okay. Favorite app? Ooh. Pandora. Oh God. Pandora and like Spotify are like, I don't have the Spotify, best. Maybe I need to get you, you might like Spotify better. I was converted. So Ooh, very good. Favorite book. My favorite book was where the red fern grows. Oh, such a good book. <laughs> Cry every time, every time. Favorite exercise. Squats. Oh, yes. Squats. yes. Love it. And do you, do you have a question for me? I do have a question for you, actually. And this is going to be like contradictive of my favorite exercise. I want to get leaner thighs. Okay. But my thighs to be leaner. Okay. How would I go about doing that? (laughs) So are you, are you not wanting your quads to grow anymore is what you're saying? Or do you want to develop your backside? To grow anymore. Okay. I don't want my quads to grow anymore. I would like my hamstrings to be more defined and then, but I want that my inner thigh is so built up as well. Okay. So the, the biggest thing I have found is that for most of my women, once they've got their quads where they want to be, they have to actually convert to movements that prioritize the posterior of the body, the backside less than the the front half. So it's going to be, um, probably going to be more step-ups. It's going to be hip thrust. It's going to be B stance, RDLs, um, hamstring curls. Um, so maybe not as many squats because you don't want to, uh, prioritize as much quad. And then you also, if you do need, cause you do still need to train your quads a little bit just because it helps the balance between the hamstring and the quad, but maybe you need to change how you do your reps and sets. Maybe you're going too heavy on your squats. Um, and you need to spend more time doing more reps with lighter weight just to make sure you get a little bit of intensity. And that's one thing that you can come in. That's why you would hire a trainer or somebody to write your programming, especially when you start to get specific questions like this, because you have to be strategic on how you program. So like, you can't just do three sets of 12 because that actually may be making matters worse than making it better. Cause they've shown hypertrophy to be a spectrum along all ranges. Yeah. Hypertrophy means growing, adding muscle size. So That means that we have the endurance and the strength and the power realm. So it's a loaded question, but I would prioritize the movements for the areas that you want to grow. So like the RDLs, the hip thrusters, um, going to probably do a few less squats and then like step up something that you're still going to have some quad engagement there, but the higher the step up, the more the backside of the leg is going to usually work from there. Um, that's where I would start. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause that's my thing. I'm like, oh, my, my quads are like, and it's been, it's because I probably, because I love squats so much mm-hmm. and I do it for strength. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just want to get so much, so stronger. How many, how much can I squat today? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that I want to uh, lean out my, my, and that's just, 
who yeah. knows what will happen, but we're, we're allowed to have aesthetic goals. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the goal is to get leaner, leaner, uh, leaner thighs, but we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. pretty good here, how it is, but thank you for that. Absolutely. And I'll throw another tip in here for, for you and the listeners is that if you still want to train squats, but you don't want to, like, you're going to not be able to like add a lot of weight, focus on adding a tempo to it. So changing how fast you do the movement, because you can add a lot more control into it and really work on your form. So going like from two seconds down to like four or five seconds down and then standing up, you don't need a whole lot of weight at that point. Your butt's going to hurt so bad when you're done. So changing the tempo can be a great way. I told you the other day that that was death, but you said 10 seconds. I said, no, 10 seconds down, 10 seconds up. Yes. I'm dying. That's the humble maker, but it's, (laughs) it works. Okay. Where can the listener connect with you, get more help, work with you? Cause I know you're taking on new clients right now. Where can they find you all the things? Absolutely. So, um, my Instagram is candidly case and, um, it's spelled with a K my free Facebook group, the case camp, you can go there. All you have to do is answer the questions and then you're part of the case camp. There's tons of information in there, recipes, a supportive community, all the things. And I am case Burnett on uh, Instagram or no on Facebook as well, but join the case camp because that's where you'll find me. That's where I hang out. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. I will put all those in the description for you guys. So you can go and follow her on all the places. Are you ready for the last and final question? Okay. How would you tell the listener to be unapologetically themselves? Mm, That's a good one. That is a really good question. I would say do what feels good to you. If it doesn't feel good, if you if you're questioning yourself about it, um, that's probably because you really want to do it. But do what feels good to you. If it doesn't feel good, go the other way. Go the other way. Do what feels good to you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was such a pleasure. We're going to have to do this again because we have some more topics to hit. It sounds like we were all over the place, but I loved it. I love it. Well, of course. Thank you. Thank you. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please take a screenshot of it and upload it to social media and tag both of us and letting us know what your biggest takeaway and let us know if you want to do another one. And as always, please share this with your family or friends by using the little share button on any podcast app that you're doing or leave and or preferably and leave a podcast review because that's how more people can find this. So thank you so much. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Dudes and dudettes, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. I love that you came and spent some time with us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. It really does help the podcast get found and provides us with feedback. You can also follow us on Instagram at BeUnapologeticallyYouRadio and follow Kelsey at Kelsey Lane Fitness. While on Instagram, please take a screenshot of this episode and upload it to your stories and let us know what your biggest takeaway is, or you can also share it on Facebook. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And remember, don't forget to be unapologetically you. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.